Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. You know, um, we're, we're, we're living in a different climate uh, spiritually in America. Uh, people do not realize that you don't simply choose a church because you decide that's where you want to go. When you're in the kingdom, God does the choosing. And where he, when he chooses, he plants you in a place. You never see trees uproot themselves and walk to the other side of the street. You ever seen that, Tim? You see tumbleweed and... And all, but you never see trees because once they get planted, amen, they, they, they bloom where they're planted. And you have to have that mentality. You, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. You can't have that one foot in and one foot out kind of mentality. You can't have that consumer mindset, amen, where, where you're only here as long as they're doing the things that you like. That's perverted. That's not godly. Amen. And, and, and some, of, some people are so damaged that when they provide correction, you see it as rebuke. And they're really just trying to make you better. I'm talking to somebody in here. Amen. But a part of maturing is you mastering your emotions so you can get out of your feelings. Right? When you get mad and you'll be gone for a little while. Then you come back when you get ready. Try that in a marriage. You won't have one. Right? But, 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 but you know, somebody said a long time ago, and I hate they even released it, uh, because I think people started to believe it, that church was the only place you can go and act crazy and get away with. Because you can't do this stuff anywhere else. I'm teaching apostolically better than y'all saying amen. Let's go to Nehemiah. Praise the Lord. This, this is the 12th year. This is a significant year. Amen. And uh, I didn't come to bless. I came to build. Hallelujah. If you understand apostolic ministry, uh, I think uh, Apostle John talked about it last week. That, that apostles come to build, not to destroy. Uh, I don't, I don't, they don't give me enough time when I come. Where's Jatana? They don't give me enough time when I come. I need you to talk to the committee. No, I'm just messing around. But it takes time to build. Especially when most of us are the byproducts of perverted building processes. We have people who misrepresent Jesus Christ, right? Impersonating laborers in the kingdom, fabricating in us things that will not stand the test of fire. They, they build with, with, with uh, wood, hay, and stubble instead of gold, silver, and Precious stones. Amen. And so the Jeremiah chapter 1 verse, really 9, but verse 10, that ministry uh, today is in order. Praise the Lord. There has to be 
there has to be that, that whole uprooting, tearing down, throwing down, pulling down. All of that has to happen first in most of us because we, a lot of us are TBN, WordNet, Daystar, whoever else they got, uh, 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 Facebook Live Christians. Come on. And, 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 and apostles like you have here carry a father's heart. Parents are responsible for establishing proper appetites. So you won't eat any, eat any and everything. So you won't receive from just anybody. Amen? We're not here to have church. We are the church. Y'all tracking with me so far? Amen. And so, so, so what, the, what the father is doing here is establishing a house, not for the people, but for him. That's what David said. David realized it wasn't his place to build a house for himself. He was to build a house for the father to occupy. Right? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna look at this, I think, just a, a little bit. Praise the Lord. I got a lot of messages in my mind kind of running together. Thank God for the, the, the prophets that are here. Amen. This morning. Come on, let's give God praise for <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know, the nature of the church is all of us ought to be prophetic. Yeah, that's right. And you know, the prophetic ability simply says that not only do we see the future, we have the ability to bring the future to pass. Yeah. Yeah. So we're always looking up. Yeah. Amen. That's why the, 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 the God of this world wants you to be more married to the earth than you are to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And so we have so many carnal leaders. This, this, this hit me this morning in the hotel room. That the reason that the, that the people of God can't separate from the world is because we have carnal leaders that keep them entangled with the things of the world. Come on, we, we, we have to come out from among them and be separate. Y'all ain't liking this kind of teaching. You, you all right, Caleb? My man. All right. You, I, I got the, the bass player, me and him, we're going to have some church. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17, amen. Let's look at what it says here. Uh, your theme is rise and build. I want to talk to you about the, the mentality of a stakeholder. Uh, the, the, a stakeholder. Uh, 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 this church membership stuff, and I know y'all have partners here, right? And, and, and really, even that, that language, that vocabulary is designed to make you not treat your covenant with this ministry like some people do their membership at the gym. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Come on, because you got some folk, they, 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 they pay for Gold's Gym. You know what I'm talking about, brother. But then you have some folk who know they're not really going to participate. They get the Planet Fitness card. You know what I'm talking about, right? They know, they know they're not going to. And there's no need for me to waste all this money because I'm really not going to. 
You know what I'm saying? And some folk treat their, 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 their uh, connection to a local church that way. That's wrong. Amen. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17, Scripture says, I'm reading New King James Version. Then I said to them, you see the distress that we are in. Amen. Last time I was here, we talked about this being a time of war. And it is wrong for us to proclaim peace during a time of war. The church is being lulled to sleep, thinking that everything is okay and everything is all right. The, 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 the sister uh, that came forward to, to receive the, the offering, amen, she, she, she uh, and, and, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but she grabbed a hold of apostolic vantage point when she read that text from 1 Peter. The apostles had a different vantage point than we do. They were, everything about them was uh, uh, engrossed with the second coming of Jesus Christ. They believed that he could come at any moment. So they were not attaching themselves to, they were not stockpiling all this stuff that you're seeing that's going on in the, in the church. Uh, live your best life now. Right, I'm living right. my best life. How are you going to quote a rapper? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. There you go. Instead of the word of God. Come on. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, who let him in here? You see the distress that we're in, how, how Jerusalem lies waste, the condition of the church, amen, it, it, especially in America, is deplorable. Yes. We are misrepresenting Jesus Christ. There are too many people who are impersonating him versus those who are imitating him. And we're called to imitate the Lord. Amen. And, and see, when I, when I say that, let, let, let me help you, help you get free and get on the same page with me. I'm not just talking about leaders. I'm talking about y'all out there too. Because, because we know that ultimately his purpose is for us to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. When you hear the word image, you need to immediately think of three words, expression, representation, and manifestation. And so you're supposed to express Christ. You're supposed to represent Christ. You're supposed to manifest Christ. If there's anything in your life that is more like the world than it's like Jesus, you are an impersonator. See, we want the oil to flow, but we've got to get rid of, we've got to get rid of those things in our lives that, that block, amen, the flowing of God's oil. He says, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. In other words, they were making God look bad. And you think about that. Are we making God look like God? Do we properly represent him? Do people get an accurate representation of who God is when they look at your life? Come on, can they look at you and say, man, God's got to be good. God's got to be faithful. God's got to be kind. God's got to be loving. God's got to be true. Come on. When they, when they look at your life, how, how do they see him when they look at you? 
And so when we come together, glory be to God, there ought to be such a magnitude of who God is in the midst of us. Hallelujah. Right? So we're not wearing out, amen, ministry gifts. Every joint, my God, is releasing a supply. I wish you'd look at somebody and get prophetic a moment and say, you carry something that we all need. Now, some of y'all, we didn't even do that. There's a prophetic release in the house of God, but sometimes we won't even open our mouths to a simple instruction. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So let, let, me, let me get my, get my text. Lord, help me. Verse 18, and I told him of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me. And, and see, this is something, this lets you know that even though these people, and I'm assuming that you, you all know the background on, on this, and if not, John will teach it to you. Uh, you can read it for yourself. But these were leaders. And he had to tell them what they were unable to recognize themselves. That God's hand was upon him. See, you need to pray that God give you spiritual perception and insight so that you know those who are his. Because if I have to tell you, you're probably going to miss what it is that I can provide to you. But when you already can discern it for yourself, you know, you know what to expect from it. Hallelujah. He says, uh, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, here it is, let us rise and build. And then they set their hands to this good work. Verse 19, but when Sanballat, uh, the Hornonite and Tobiah, the Ammonite uh, official, and Geshem, the Arab, uh, heard of it. They laughed at us and despised us and said, what is the thing that you are doing? What you mean y'all getting ready to go get some more property, another building, and move and, and, and take a farther over a region? What do you mean y'all getting ready? The devil and his companions are listening to what's being spoken in this church. He never knows the mind of God until God reveals it. Then he goes to work overtime seeking to frustrate it. Do you not know as soon as that song shifted from merely a, a song being ministered to a prophetic declaration, the devil said, hold up, hold up. They ain't playing no more. You, you ever been like play boxing with somebody and they... It you, you said, hold up, he, hold up, he ain't playing no more, hold up. Well, in that moment, the devil realized that C3 is not playing any longer. He said, what, what is this thing that you are doing when you rebel against the king? So I answered them and said to them, look at this, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Come on, we don't need God and anything. We don't need anything in the world. Do you understand? The Bible says that the righteous are more excellent than their neighbor. We don't even need the world's excellence to, right. to provide us with any type of inspiration for what we do. That's right. Amen. We get the blueprint of heaven. God will download into our spirit. It might look like something that the world is doing, but guess what? It won't, it won't be the same because it will have the fragrance of God on it. Stop thinking that you've got, you've got to apply the world's no, anything. No, 
No, you don't need God and anything else. You just need God. It's Jesus plus nothing. Am I talking to anybody in here? He says here, uh, uh, and, and, and therefore we his servants will arise. Everybody see that? And build. Amen. But, but, but you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. Now that's a prophetic word to some people that, are, that have been hanging around here. You're not going to be blessed in this next season. You're not going to share in the heritage here. Because of your posture of doubt. Come on, because of your, your posture of uncommittedness. You're really hanging around to you, in, in, in case you can find somewhere else that's better to go. You're not fully committed. And it's time for you to make a decision. We, we're going to still love you if you go down the street somewhere. And, and I'm not here to run anybody off, but you need to understand, you're holding a space that somebody else could occupy. Wow. And there are hungry people and thirsty people that, will, that are coming to this ministry, amen, that want God, that don't, listen, they're not looking for a title, they're not looking for a seat, they're not looking for a parking space, they don't care if they ever get a certificate. Amen. So the mentality of a stakeholder. So our aim this morning, to instruct and remind you of your place and purpose here at C3. Amen. It's about place and it's about purpose. God will not bless you everywhere. He will bless you somewhere. It's a place called there. So instead of you trying to run around to every place and see if God, now you think about, you think about how how prideful you are, you go somewhere, and when you get there, you ask God to bless you. Instead of asking God, where is it you want me to go, because it's already blessed. You can save yourself a whole lot of time, right, and wearing yourself out, running around. Some of you, thank you, Holy Ghost, stop following behind all of these people with an expectation that these people are going to make you. If a man positions you anywhere, that man can remove you. But if God puts you there, can't nobody move you but God. Promotion is of the Lord. Man, he'll let somebody warm the seat up for you. Y'all too deep. To help us move from merely being a church of blessing to a ministry of building. For 12 years, people have been coming here, and there was some of the testimony. You were hurt when you came. The blessing is not going to stop, but it's now time for those who have been blessed to turn into builders. See, you should need less pastoral care. Come on, how you, how you been here 7, 8, 12, 10, 5, 4, all these years sitting on this word, and you still need some care? No, we, we got to help you to realize, you know, uh, uh, just like the blood will bring you forgiveness, 
The cross will bring you deliverance. Yeah. So we've got to teach you how to apply the cross to your flesh. Yeah. So you can stop at, at, uh, by being about blessing and be somebody who becomes a person about building. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, this is a new day. Come on, say it's a new day. It's a new, it's a new hour. And so then the question becomes, amen, now, what are you prepared to do? See, when you join a ministry, you're committing yourself to bringing to pass every mandate that the Lord uh, gives to that house. And you do so based upon the recognition that this is where God has set me to be blessed and built. Amen? And to be a blessing as well as to be a key part in the building. Come on and say, this is our place of blessing and building. And see, when, when you're out in the city in different places, you're talking about the church, let people know, look, I, I want to warn you, our church is odd. Because what's going on here is not normal. So don't you come, if you got this religious mindset, praise the Lord, and, and all this, you might, might want to go somewhere else, like elevation or somewhere where they're playing. He said, why he call out names? Paul did it. Now, Elevation is a good church to go and get saved, not to be discipled, amen, and not to be positioned and prepared and launched into ministry. And it says something about you if that's, all, that's the only kind of message that you have an appetite for. You need a spiritual parent to tell you, listen, you can't eat cookies and Cracker Jacks. Happy meals. Y'all nervous? I ain't nervous. I got heaven backing me up. Amen. That's the problem. Nobody won't say anything. We speak the truth, but we speak the truth in love. Amen. Amen. So, so I need you to listen to me closely this morning because as we seek to hear from and obey the word of the Lord, we need to understand that this is not about what you used to be as a church. The next move of God in this church will not be predicated upon anything you've done in the past. So you got to be you got to be willing to release those things. Say amen, somebody. Amen. All right. So 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 we're talking about the mentality of a of a stakeholder. Mentality is a mindset. When it comes to kingdom mindsets, Philippians two and five gives us the operational process of heaven. You have to let or allow the mind of Christ, Amen, to be in you. Not only to occupy a place of authority in you but to function in you. And you have the mind of Christ according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16. But you, 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 we have to no longer be conformed to this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of our minds. Amen. Come on, lay your hands on your head and say, Lord, renew my mind. Now, you, you, now, let's be honest. Every one of us, when we came to the Lord, we had this issue, this condition. None of us Thought right. We don't think right. 
Amen. I can tell you that we don't think right. Let, it, let there be an issue in your life that even though you're praying about it, you will take it to bed with you and, and lay in that bed and say, if, if, if. Lord, if this don't happen, or you use the other word, what if. But you want the Holy Spirit to help you. He's not going to help you as long as you are allow, allowing that corrupted mentality, amen, to keep you from the thoughts of God. God says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Amen, somebody. So, 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 no, so, so mentality means mindset. But who or what is a stakeholder? A stakeholder is a person or a group having a stake or an interest in the success of an enterprise business. Now, now, this is the word you want to grab a hold of, movement. Amen. See, again, words matter. It's one thing to be expectant of a move of God. It's another thing to be defined by heaven as a movement of the Lord. And this place is becoming a movement of the Lord. We don't need a move of God. We are the movement of the Lord. Do y'all follow what I'm saying? So, 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 see, John is crazy enough to allow Jesus to be the head of C3. And then to allow him to animate the body however he wants it to be animated. That's what makes, that's not normal. Especially if we got to get out of church in an hour. We don't need you to be animated. We need you to sit right there, act like you at, at the theater or somewhere. Because we're going to let you go. Right? After we do our little production. And since we don't really have time for the Holy Spirit, we're going to raise the smoke. Come on, come on, that's the Shekinah. No, that ain't the Shekinah. But we got to manufacture things. Amen? You, 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 know, you know, there's two ways to make gravy. You can take the little pack, pour it out, put some water in it. Right? Or you can take the meat and let the meat go through the process of cooking slow and long. Y'all don't like this kind of teaching. <laughs> a stake is a share or interest as in property, amen, a person or a business venture. In this context, and th this is important, if you don't get anything else, get this. A stakeholder is, first of all, a born-again, spirit-filled, kingdom-minded individual. Amen? And, 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 and they, the elders, they can unpack all of this after I'm gone, but, but you got to be born again. Yeah. One of the reasons why we're misrepresenting Christ is because we have a bunch of falsely converted people yeah. claiming to be believers. Yeah. How is it that in the book of Acts there was four steps, amen, to a person being classified as a disciple, and many cases for us, we get maybe one or two. First, they had to repent. They got to repent. Two, they had to believe. Three, they had to be baptized in water. And four, they had to receive the Holy Ghost. Now, 
No, we don't, we don't, no, no. See, we want what they had in the book of Acts, but we don't want to practice what they practice. So we have a bunch of people who think because they raised a hand or, or repeated a prayer or signed a card that they are born again and they don't have any of the life of God on the inside of them. Last time I checked, it's the Holy Spirit in us that bears witness to us that we are the children of the Most High God. Hallelujah. And I don't need anybody to take me into a classroom and teach me how to speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost will, by God, he will speak in tongues as he wills. Amen. You say, uh, you save, you ought to speak in tongues. I believe you ought to speak in tongues a whole lot. Because Jude said, this is how we, this is how we build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. We build an edifice. That's, that's the word picture there. Because, see, God is in heaven. He doesn't come down to worship you. Uh, the, the psalmist said, who shall ascend the holy hill of the Lord? We have to go up to worship. And you don't know how to get there without the Holy Ghost. Man, he, he knows the passcode on the gate. Come on in here, somebody. Because we can sing songs simply from our talent and our skill. But when the anointing comes, things will open up for us and be loosened in the house of God that we can't make happen by ourselves. Not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. John, I ain't going to finish there's some folk I got to pray for. See, see, listen to me. Uh, not only are they born again, spirit-filled, kingdom-minded, but they understand and embrace their role. You've you got to know what your role is. You've got to understand your role. You've got to embrace the role that God has given you. Every one of us has a function. Do you understand? And you have at least one spiritual gift, yeah. according to 1 Corinthians 12. Yeah. And those gifts are for the profit of all. Yeah. If we are lacking anything, it's because you're holding back on your gift. Yeah. You are not functioning in your role. Yeah. And you have to embrace your role. I did a teaching, and maybe we'll get it to you a few weeks ago, about embracing your grace. It's one thing to recognize that grace in terms of God's supernatural permission to do what you couldn't otherwise do on your own, amen, is available to you. But it's another thing to embrace it. Paul realized that it existed for him, but there was a day that he said, okay, Lord, I ain't resisting no more. And he starts saying, according to your grace, the Greek word kata, amen, according, I, I am who I am by the grace of God. And God, God gives grace, woo, to make up the gaps. Come on, y'all. Come on, I am what I am by the grace of God. It's the grace that makes up the gap. It's the grace that keeps you from getting beside yourself and think that it was you up there, that my God, that was doing the work of the Lord instead of the grace of God in you. Somebody ought to give God a praise right there. Hallelujah. Responsibilities, rewards for making this ministry 
all that God wants it to be. These individuals, they come together. Everybody say come together. together. With the one desire to see God the Father glorified. See, see, when you come back next Sunday, we're going to have a shift here. Next Sunday, we're not coming here, amen, to get anything from God. You can get that at home. When we come here next Sunday, and my friend Michael Cotton's going to be here, right? Y'all going to have a good time. Y'all wearing the right colors because he went to Carolina, not Duke. And I, I start not to wear this Duke blue because they beat my Aggies last night. And I, I was going through some changes about that. We won't re represent no devil, no how. I'm messing. But next Sunday when you come, come with one mentality that we're just going to give to him. And let me tell you something. We don't have to ask him to come. He's already here. Do you know how your worship changes when you realize that he is already present? And imagine his throne was sitting here, and he's sitting on the throne. You know Isaiah lost it when he saw him. Isaiah said, woe is me. First of all, in this place of holiness, now you think about it. I would even pray, Lord, let me be like one of the seraphim or the cherubim. It, somebody said that, say this, is, say this is the presence of God, that every time the cherubim went around him, they saw a different aspect of him, and they said, holy. Holy, 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 holy. So imagine we come to service next Sunday and we're looking for here, right? And we're saying, Lord, show me an aspect or a dimension of you that I've never seen before. I want to worship you in such a way that my worship penetrates your heart. And then makes you speak to us. Because if we worship him right, he'll prophesy. He'll speak to the house. He'll give us with laser-like precision what it is that we need. Every need will be met. Stuff that you know you can't fix out there, when you worship right in here, you'll get to wherever it is and God would have worked all that stuff out. And that'll just be one more reason to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, the work that the people of God accomplished under Nehemiah was completed because of how uh, they all worked together. Come on, say we've got to work together. Uh, they were able to work together because they had a similar mindset. And so, so this mentality of a stakeholder has to be the prevailing mindset here. Do you follow what I'm saying? See, see, see some of you are going to have to have this mentality that Saturday evening, becomes preparation time for Sunday morning. So I don't sleep in church no more. Let me come down here. Because see, it's something wrong with your flesh. Amen. If you start dozing off in a worship service like this one, where the presence of the Lord is here. And you have to understand something. Anything that causes you not to be attentive to God, attentive to God, or worship to the Lord has to be demonic. So for you to go to sleep in an anointing like this right here means that there are some demons that got a hold of you. Or for your mind to start drifting and wandering. Come on, this, this, this is solid food. 
Not milk. They had a similar mindset. They all submitted to the same word as it had been spoken. And let me say this. Thank you, Lord. Oh, where do I have that at? Uh, I got it. I know it's in my heart. It, the Lord dropped this in my spirit last night. You all have to continue in the apostles' doctrine. And, and that means that you have to meditate the word after you receive it. If you're not going to the podcast, if you're not taking notes, you need to take that word into your time of prayer and lay it all out and say, Lord, give, give me understanding. Give me depth of revelation from this that I've been. It put this, marry it to my spirit, Hebrews 4 and 2, because it won't profit me unless I mix it with faith. How do I start proclaiming it, publishing it, promoting it? prophesying it, yeah. praying it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. See, see, they're, they're, they uh, had all submitted to the same word as it had been spoken and demonstrated. They had a collective or a corporate faith relative to the word. There is no greater unity among God's people than it, than it can be seen in a unified faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it says this, And since we have the same spirit of faith... Now, we have to have the same spirit of faith if we have the measure of faith, Romans 12 and 3, that came from God. But most of us get hung up on the fact or enamored with the fact that I have faith, and we never go to Romans 12 and 6, which is the proportion of faith. God expects your faith to increase, to be fruitful, to grow. Come on, somebody. To, to To be productive, not to be a trophy for you to admire. Amen, but, but, but an entity for you to apply. Yes. And since we have the same spirit of faith here at C3, according to what is written, look at what he says, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. We speak. Amen. So we start saying the same thing. God has obligated himself that wherever he finds unity among those who are brothers of the same spirit, he has commanded a blessing. You don't have to ask for a blessing. Oh, my God. All we got to do is start saying the same thing. Did you not see how things shifted? When, when the Lord gave that instruction to go from saying uh, uh, open to, to now they are open, yeah. we started saying that. Heaven said, hold up. Oh. If God would be moved for Nimrod trying to make a name for himself, how much more would he be moved for a people that are simply trying to lift up his name? I wish you lift your hands and just give God some praise and some worship right there. <laughs> Come on, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Come on, don't play with it. Thank you, Lord. Father, we honor your name. We lift your name. We praise your name. Some of you need to put your friendship with the world on the altar. It takes too long 
for the worship service to come to a place that you're even ready to come into God's presence because you've been so entangled with the world all week long watching power and green leaf and all of them housewives. I mean it, my God. And we got to try to sing you out of that low place. Now we need you to come in here with all all over you. And we just connect in the spirit and lift up the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Y'all give me 15 more minutes. Give me, give me 10 minutes in this word. Man, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, say, God, do it in me. Do it in me. Come on, lift those hands. Lord, do it in me. Oh, God. I don't want you to change my heart, but give me a new heart. And a new spirit. Let me say this to you. Listen. In the absence of a stakeholder mentality, we find conditions like broken down walls, ruin, decay, and stagnation. We find death-like conditions. We find the people, listen to this, who see the needs, amen, but they are indifferent. They are apathetic. or They are incapable by themselves to do anything about them. Sometimes God shows you what it is he's calling you to eradicate by what it is he lets you see. Don't make the mistake of asking people around you, do you see that? They probably don't. He's showing it to you. So if you look at the kids, you say, somebody ought to be over there working with the two-year-olds. Maybe that's why there's nobody over there working with the two-year-olds. Because you see it, you're supposed to do it. Come on, since you see so much. There are four vision levels of people. Some people never see it. They'll come in here week after week, and they'll never see it because they're wanderers. you got to get planted in order for revelation to be made available to you. Some people see it, but they never pursue it on their own. They are followers. And we got a whole nation of followers that would rather look at other people's accomplishments on social media instead of doing something themselves. My Bible says, but they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Some people see it and pursue it. They are achievers. Amen? That's who we want to be. Three and four, that's who we want to be. Some people see it, pursue it, and then they help others see it. They are leaders, like John and Elaine. Amen? They will help you see. But sometimes you have to pray, Lord, open my eyes. And sometimes they have to pray, Lord, open their eyes that they can see that they are more with us than they that be with the sea. See, this is the problem with the enemy's ability to keep us married to the earth. We see things from earth to heaven. But when God talks to you, he speaks from...
It's about vantage point. So Paul teaches the church at Ephesus, he said that we are, we are seated together in heavenly places with Christ. Do you understand that if Jesus is seated far above every principality and power and everything that is named, and you're seated beside him, that means the stuff, oh my God. I dare you to just prophesy, I'm above this, I'm above this, I'm above this. Uh, stuff that you feel like is about to overtake you in the kingdom, you are above it. David in the old covenant had to say, I lift up my eyes to the hill. But we're in the new covenant, we see it from the top down. That's why we, listen, we're overcomers. As a result of that, come on, I hope you're hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen. So we have to have someone to help us see it and to pursue it and then help others see it. These are the leaders, the, the, the stakeholders, amen, that we're talking about, praise the Lord. They are those who comprise, comprise levels, levels three and four. Amen. Stakeholders are much different. They are, they are beyond the place of just being a consumer uh -huh. of the church's goods. Wow. You can come to the church picnic, but you can't come to the church prayer meeting. Uh -huh. Somebody said, if you want to know how popular the church is, come on Sunday morning. If you want to know, it was Leonard Ravenhill. If you want to know how popular uh, the preacher or the evangelist is, come on Sunday night. Yeah. But if you want to know how popular Jesus is, Come to the prayer meeting. They do more than occasionally pay tithes and give offerings. Can't get no amens right there. But they knowingly invest themselves. We don't have time to turn there, but, but, but when, when, when Paul was receiving an offering, he, he, he recognized something that happened with the church at Macedonia. They didn't have a whole lot of people. They didn't have a whole lot of money, but the Bible says that they first willingly gave themselves to God and then to us. And because it is a reality that some folk have abused their spiritual authority in many people's lives, John should not be, my car, put into that place where you say, oh, well, I don't know if I can let him get that close to me because at the last church I was in. That's just like a woman saying, He'll, no man will ever get the best of me because the other man was so bad. That I'll never be out. Now, how are you going to penalize the new person, the new man, for something that somebody else is, has done? Your engagement of John Lofton and Elaine Lofton ought to be predicated upon, praise the Lord, your engagement with them, not about your memories from the past. They consistently and regularly commit themselves, their talents, their treasure, and their influence towards the success of the place where God has set them. And see, you have to settle that. You're not looking for another place. This is where God has set me and my family. And men, you got to lead your families. Make sure your whole family shows up when you show up. As for me and my house. Yes, 
We will not have a divided household. They act out of, look, look, you got to get this. Man, this is good right here. Boy, this is some good teaching. Because the Holy Ghost is the teacher. I'm not talking about me. Look at what he says. They act out of these, look, these three things. Comprehension, conviction, and covenant. C3. Not merely out of convenience. Which that's what a, a lot of us are, are guilty of. Well, I'll go. If I can make it work, if I can make it fit. Right. Do you think that Jesus was inconvenienced when he stepped out of heaven into earth? When they paraded him around and beat him and treated him like they did. When they nailed him on, do you think it was convenient for him to be nailed to that cross, hanging up for your sins and mine? Why is it that he can be inconvenienced and we have to check and make sure it's convenient for us? I mean, what, 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 what's free to us cost him everything. When are you going to be inconvenienced? Come on, when are, when are you, you going to just say, we're going to go on the fast for the church? We're going to go on the fast for the, not because they call one. We're going to come up here. Pastor, we want to stand here all night long and pray for the movement of the Lord. We're not going to wait for you to, I mean, when are you going to be inconvenienced? Wow. Oh, God. Wow, wow, wow. Let me say this and then I'm going to pray. I, I got a whole lot more, but I, I just feel something. The visionary is a stakeholder. Amen. This is talking about, 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 about uh, Pastor John. Just like everybody else. He had, he had, Nehemiah had committed himself to oversee the project. He told the king, it was apostolic, send me. Right? Asaph had approved the timber for the, for the beams and the gate. Do you not know when God's favor comes on you, God will make other folk pay for what it is that he's ordered. Yeah, somebody realized, no, you know, we don't, we don't need this right here. We got two of these. Well, let's give one of these to C3. The situation was a reproach to Israel and to God. The ruined walls could not protect any of them. See, it was not just about their physical protection. Walls represent the glory of God. So that meant that God's glory had come down. God's hand was on him, and he had given him favor. King Artaxerxes had given him permission to come and, and to, to, to reveal. Hey Amen. Listen, there's some things, though, that characterize the mentality of a stakeholder. Let's go through these quickly. They share a common vision. They understand the importance of their involvement. Your theme, they said, let us rise up and build. It's not just on them and a few others of the leaders. It's on all of us to rise up. Amen. There's a, there's a new level of demand that's coming. Amen. Let's rise up and let's, let's build. Stakeholders, they are committed to the end. They set their hands. I had to look at that word. The Bible says that they set their hands. They strengthened their hands. They made them strong. They regained sustainability. Amen. This also means they became encouraged. 
See, you can't help us build if you always discouraged. We give you the mic and you so negative. No, sit down till you get the joy of the Lord. Mm -mm. We got the spirit of faith. We can't have you up here spewing that stuff out everywhere. No. Hallelujah. It also means that they became bold, firm, secure, inclined to prevail when they strengthened their hands. And, and then it says stakeholders uh, see what they are doing, where they are doing it as vital to the cause. This is good work. Come on, say this is good work. Good work. See, God's work is always good work. Yes. Kingdom endeavor is always good work. Yes. Stakeholders sharing the work, whether they are called and equipped, now, oh my God, John, this is like, like two weeks of teaching. <laughs> to build and to repair. All of you, listen to this, we're building, but some of you, your assignment is repair, yeah. not building. Because yeah. all these hurting people, guess what they need? To be repaired. They need to be mended. Yeah. Come on, they need to be restored. Yeah. Huh? They, they need to be, they need to be, have courage put back in. They need to be taught to believe again. Yeah. I got to let y'all see this. Maybe we can get, look at what he says in verse, verse one of chapter three. Then Elisha of the high priest rose up with his brethren, the priest, and built the sheep. Man, you need to go study these gates. Because these oh, yeah. gates are symbolic of yeah. spiritual maturity and progression. They're just not there. Right? There's a picture there that you, you're going to miss. You, you, oh, they had a sheep gate. That's nice. No, that has both personal and prophetic implications. We, we don't have time to talk about it. He says here, but look, they consecrated it and hung its doors. They built as far as the Tower of the Hundred and consecrated it, then as far as the Tower of Haniel. This is the point I want you to see. Every time they completed something, they consecrated it. They consecrated it. John, I got to quit because there's some things I got to do. Listen, you all... I started to send somebody outside to see if they could find 12 stones, but I, they might have took too long. <laughs> you realize that when Elijah was building the altar at Mount Carmel, he used 12 stones. And the Bible says that those 12 stones he built into the Hebrew word bana is the word built. It doesn't just mean to raise up something. It also speaks to that which is used in the building process. He used 12 stones that symbolize the 12 tribes of Israel. This is your 12th year the year of divine government. Yes, sir. It's time for you all to walk in that, to walk in that authority. Some of you are going to have to come closer so you can understand the meaning of what it means to belong to an apostolic house, yes. not just a church. Amen. This is a place 
of, 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 of equipping and releasing. Equip so we, we gather here so we can be scattered. Yeah. This, this, is, this is a monumental Sunday for you all. These next two weeks, yeah, we're going to celebrate. I mean, you do, you do need to celebrate the people. I mean, you think about that. The way people switch in and out of churches today, and you got people who stayed here the whole time. And we're celebrating 20 years this month. Yes, you are. 20 years of pastoral ministry. And do you not know? The first person that I met, the first Sunday that I preached, right, is still there with us 20 years later. And to be able to testify that we have sons and daughters in the ministry that have been there 20 years, the first couple that we married 15 years ago, still there right now. Celebrated their anniversary the other weekend. So what's the point? We're celebrating, but we realize that God is getting ready to release a major move among us, and so we got to prepare ourselves for it. And some of you that have been around here like one year or three years or five years, don't be upset because you didn't get a certificate. You better thank God that you got a seat. They didn't call out one year. What? Forget that. You got a seat. You're in the midst of what God is doing. God had to put some pioneers here to prepare for those who are more settlers. He knew that if he were to call y'all while they was in the living room, while they was in the other places that they were meeting, y'all wouldn't have made it. This, that, they ain't ready yet. That ain't no church. No, so I ain't going nobody that living room. <laughs> so he had to let the pioneers, those with that apostolic thrust, get out in front, and those with that prophetic grace that could see not just this building, but the building that's coming. I said the building that's Can we praise God for the building that's coming? Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.